Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program that just keeps on doing this show. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks, the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's Ashley Peckle. Hi, friends. How you doing? Good. We should have done a North Texas uh, post-game show because they actually won. They did win. It's a call. Yeah, I know. I got text messages from you. Very sober text messages from you. Today <laughs> is Monday, September 12th, 2022. 73 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday. This sounds like a big one. You're revving up for this. To Texas high school football royalty, Andrew Luck. Oh, Turns nice. 32 today. Happy birthday to Andrew Luck. It's episode 1,454. On today's show, my friends, big show. Big, large show. We've got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. Plenty to overreact to, I would say. And that will not involve the Cowboys. If you missed our Cowboys talk, we did it in the pregame. In the pre-show. Rather. Then, you didn't miss we'll be joined <laughs> by the head coach yeah. of the 3-0 and Dallas Conrad Chargers, Josh Ragsdale, they're 3-0 and for the first time in ever. Let's go. Literally the first time in program history. And so we're going to take the opportunity to talk to our buddy Josh Ragsdale about it. That's coming up here in a moment. Back half the show, we're going to unveil the Week 4 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press official Texas high school football ranking. So stay tuned for that. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Ed McElroy, Christo Fire 100, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, 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 friends. Big, big Monday. Mega Monday. Mega Monday. And so there's only one thing to do to kick off Mega Monday right. Pickle! Hit the air raid sign. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Monday Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend. Oh, there was a lot of overreacting (laughs) this weekend. So we're going to try to sum it all up for you. But anyway, uh, let's... uh, 
Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, Kings stay Kings. I thought this week in the Texas high school football landscape, one of the overwhelming overall headlines that I saw and one of the big overarching like themes Mm -hmm. was teams that are usually on top stay on top. Even after early, even after early scuffles, Mm -hmm. they rise back to the top. There's, let me give you a couple of examples. Okay. Galena Park door short. Took on Spring Westfield, of course. They've won three titles in the last four years. They took on Galena Park North Shore. Mm-hmm. They beat them 55-25. They took on Spring Westfield. Spring Westfield, yeah. Uh, they beat them 55-25. I'm here to tell you that was not a 30-point game. No, not at all. That was garbage time points for Westfield. I'm here to tell you that was a good old-fashioned butt-kicking is what North Shore did. North Shore... And I say this with all due respect to the number one team, at least for now, in Class 6A, the three-time defending champs Mm -hmm. in Austin-Westlake, North Shore looked like the best team in the state on on Friday night. And they didn't do it in the air. It was all on the ground. I mean, it was insane. If they are going to run the ball like that, y'all are all in big, big trouble. Yeah, there's no stopping that. They stayed on top. About Allen, mm-hmm. early season scuffle, just real ugly week one. Nah, don't worry about. They go out, get an excellent win over Arlington Martin. A two and zero Arlington Martin team, a top ten Arlington Martin team. Mm-hmm. Allen stays back on top. Let's bounce back down to two A. What Shiner? Yeah, Shiner was a team that loses their opener. We have big concerns about Shiner. Don't worry about that. An incredible performance by them uh, to uh, uh, to bounce back and beat Poth, Poth. number you. six in three division yes. two. Two. What about Refurio? Refurio, same situation. Lose their opener. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with Refurio? Mm-hmm. Well, all they did was they punched up a full classification, two divisions, to take on a top ten team in three A division one in Edna, and they beat him soundly. Two hundredth win for Jason Herring at Refurio. These programs, we've said before that the toughest one to win is the first one. Mm -hmm. Once you're on top, you just have to defend the castle. That's not easy. No. But these teams have been on top for a while for a reason. Katie, on Saturday, edges out Katie Tompkins Mm -hmm. to take command of that district. Let's be real. To take command of District 196A. They stay on top. And that was the real theme for me over the weekend, was these programs that we've come to expect to be at the top have remained on top and defended that spot. Mm-hmm. Even if they faltered earlier, right. they well, found their way back to the top. And all of those teams are teams that won in week two, but we still that wasn't enough of a check mark to be like, oh, okay, you yes. can really store that week one loss away. Now, it's they're confirmed. Back. <laughs> they're back. Two-point verification. Thought, thought number one. Thought number two, no offense. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. No offense. <laughs> I was like, did I type it wrong? So in the college football ranks across the state, I thought that this was a real showcase of teams with offensive problems. Yeah, it, it was Especially, a yucky weekend. Because let me, let me, okay, let me just ask you a couple of teams. Okay. Pickle. 
So, so Texas plays Alabama super tight. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. I mean, they're ranked now after right. losing. Um, but this was a they played very, played them very tight, played them very well. Mm-hmm. How does Texas feel about their offense right now? Oh, big question marks. And I think it's more than just the – a lot of it's the injury. But the defense carried that game. Absolutely. Literally until the very last drive, mm-hmm. the defense mm-hmm. looked better than I've seen a Texas defense mm-hmm. look in years. But that was that – was, there are, I think, some serious questions about the offense. Yes. Right? Let me ask you, how are A&M fans feeling about their offense right now? They are ready to set Kyle Field on fire. It looked – atrocious and I hate to say it because we love Haynes King but it looked atrocious it looked awful they scored seven points they scored 14 they only scored seven offensively mm-hmm. against Appalachian State and let me tell you guys there are better Appalachian State I think is a decent Sunbelt team yeah there are better teams on their schedule than Appalachian State yes starting this week mm-hmm and that's two weeks in a row that we've had big issues, big questions about the A&M offense, specifically at quarterback and specifically on the offensive line. Let me ask you another question, Pickle. How's Houston feeling about their offense? Not good at all. They they shot themselves in the foot early, which that was in and of Started itself. Started super slow. But after that, I mean, they couldn't get... Tank Dell had a long touchdown run that got called back. But then other than that, it took him until the second quarter to even get anything going. The other thing about them, they I think they're really missing Alt McCaskill right now. Yes, very much. Who's their number two weapon after Tank Dell? No, they, they don't have one. It C- might Clayton Toon running? It might be Matthew Golden, the freshman. Yep. It might be Matthew Golden, the freshman. Where was he from? Klein Oak? Klein Forest? Somewhere down in the Klein, Klein, Klein. Klein Kane. Klein Meadow. Let me ask you, how's Baylor feeling about their offense? Man, yeah, it was it was just another really slow start that just never felt like, even with a slow start, it just never felt like it picked up. They, and I, I like Blake Shapin. Mm-hmm. They can't throw the ball. Mm-mm. They cannot... They cannot. They do not have a passing attack that you have to respect in any sort of meaningful way. No. So if they are not running for five yards a carry, they are eminently beatable. Yeah, and they were up there in the mountains. Like realistically speaking, it should be a lot easier to get some kind of passing game going up there. And they let a BYU defense come in and just torch them. I thought the overwhelming feeling coming out of this week. No, this isn't everybody, right? I think SMU's feeling pretty good about their offense. Texas like, State got the I think dub. Texas State got the dub. Uh, Rice showed out against McNeese. Mm-hmm. I thought North Texas's offense looked good. It did. It's not everybody, but I think as far as those teams in the upper echelon, they've like we're not gonna we're almost certainly not gonna have a team from the in the college football playoff from Texas mm-hmm. this year. I, I I hate to break that to you, like I don't think Houston was the biggest hope. I Houston think. was the biggest hope. We're probably not Texas is probably State of Texas is probably not having one. And what you can do is you can blame the offenses. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. Tex looked good. Text 2 Big game this week. Thought number three, an odd week ahead. So I was looking at the the the, the week, do start my week four prep for Texas mm-hmm. high school football. And it's a strange week. Part yeah. of it is because there's a lot of buys. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of buys. A if lot you're of a big district. school snob, if you're a big school snob, it's a thin week. Mm-hmm. If you're a big school snob. You've got a couple ones. Prosper and Denton Geyer is pretty good. Lufkin and Longview is suddenly very interesting after Lufkin's win this week. We'll talk about them in a moment. 
that's about it. Yep. I mean, I have to be like that, but like that's about it as far as like real high-profile games. Mm-hmm. The big scorings. Now, and some of the other games that are super interesting this week come with like real like like not asterisks, but real they're real interesting. Like Brock and Gunner. Love it. Cal Allen and Quero. Cal Allen and Quero. It's an odd week if you're a big school snob. If you're a small school snob, a lot of good stuff out there. You got to dig a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. It's not handed to you like it's been the first three weeks because we're getting into bye weeks. We're getting into district play. Mm-hmm. But it is a it is going to be a different looking week of Texas high school football in week four. Lano and Coleman. Mm-hmm. That's my three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to Langham Creek running back Jonathan Hill. Jonathan Hill ran for 237 yards and four touchdowns on the ground as Langham Creek uh, gets a really nice win this past week, uh, improving to uh, their first win of the year. Uh, they go out there and they uh, they were able to uh, to beat Cy Ridge in a big way. And a helmet sticker for Jonathan Hill. A helmet sticker, UTSA wide receiver Zakari Franklin. Ten catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns receiving. They needed every bit of it against Army, against the troops. They go to overtime. I, I threw it I threw it out there, but I guess you could say the same thing about UTSA about Houston. Mm-hmm. But I was like, UTSA play a normal game challenge. Yeah, it's you know not what I mean. <laughs> like they, triple over time, double they, overtime. They don't know how to do it. No, but they get the win, important win. And a helmet sticker to bottom running back Jaron Ross. The Purple Warriors are uh, into our, are now two and one after a win this week. As Jaron Ross, they go out there and they beat Paris North Lamar. Jaron Ross goes for 251 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. A helmet sticker for bottom running back Jaron Ross. Three teams to watch. Frisco Reedy. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? I didn't. Frisco Reedy beat Frisco Lone Star. Ah, I did hear about that. Mm-hmm. And kind of beat them. Uh, they kind of beat them in a way that I didn't expect because this has been a Reedy offense that has been lighting it up, lighting it up. They they hung sixty nine on Azel in the opener. Nice. They beat Denison by thirty five points, thirty four points in week two. They've been cruising offensively, and they won a low scoring thirteen seven slugfest. And now Frisco still kind of looms. Mm-hmm. I think they're in the Catbird seat in District 6-5A Division One. I. I think that's, that's a wild. huge win for Chad Cole's squad and a big, big win. Keep an eye on Frisco Reedy. The Lions are for real. Keep an eye on Texas A&M Kingsville. So we had heard about this, but A&M Kingsville is a team in the Lone Star Conference that I think you need to be paying a little bit of attention to. Mm-hmm. The Havilinas, under Coach Mike Salinas, are now 2-0 to start the year. They go to Sol Ross State and they get a big win. Get a big win, uh, or, or rather, they they host Sol Ross State and they get a big win. I'm not here to tell you about. I'm not here to tell you. Oh man, that's some sort of in- incredible, you know, win for them. You know, they should beat Sol Ross State, in my humble opinion, right? Yes. But it's the way that they're doing it. Okay, Christian Anderson, their running back, had a really nice game. Jacob Cavazos threw for 233 yards and a touchdown. There's a team that looks different. There's a team that looks different and it looks like they're on the come up. So keep an eye on AM Kingsville. And uh, finally, Lufkin. So Lufkin is suddenly right back on our radar. Um, that you know, Coach Todd Quick. The past couple of years have been a little bit under under underwhelming, but Friday night they went out and they went to A and M Consolidated and got a win, got a big win, thirty one fourteen, and that is 
That's the that's the biggest win for that program in a minute. Yeah. And so now they enter district play and they enter district play against Longview this week. Get them at home, mm-hmm. out there in the sticks. You know the crowd's going to be ready this, to go. Uh huh. Keep an eye on Lufkin. Uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Beat Longview this week and I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm intrigued by what Todd Quay's got going. Three to see. We mentioned it. Gunner and Brock. Mm-hmm. One of the strangest games of the week. Yes. Gunner's 2-0. Haven't played anybody even remotely close to them, mm-hmm. to, to their weight class. They played uh, uh, Trinity Christian, Cedar Hill, and then they played Trinity Christian, Addison. Right? They beat both of them. Beat both of them pretty, pretty handily. Brock is 0-3, and they have played the toughest schedule in American history. Yes. Uh, I, I tweeted this. I'm only kind of joking when I say... Brock might be the greatest 0-3 team in Texas high school football history. Yes. Can they get off the schneid against another absolute, like, it's the fourth huge test for Brock, who hasn't theoretically passed one yet, Mm -hmm. and it's the first huge test for Gunner. Yes. Find out a lot this week. Going off the board on my college pick, SMU's at Maryland on Saturday? Do you see the line on this? I think Maryland's a two-point favorite. Uh, Three and a half is what I saw, which is... Okay. It's a Big Ten team. Yeah. I mean, they, they get that three and a half because basically that's a pick game because they're on at the road. Maryland. Yeah, on the road. I, hmm, I don't I like that. I might win it. Well, we'll have to ask our financial advisor, Mike Craven, this a little is, later. This but is true. Very interested in this. SMU has to go on the road to a Power 5 opponent. How do they handle themselves? First, I think, real, real, real test. All due respect, North Texas. Real test for, for Rhett Lashley and company. And finally, another big game. I love this one. Hawley and Albany. We'll get to the rankings here, but these are, um, let's just say, top three teams in their respective <laughs> uh, divisions. Uh, huge game out there in Albany. Uh, we'll find out a lot about both of these teams. That is three to see, and that is Monday morning fallout. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Uh, invite you to go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Go do that. That, that that'd, make me, that'd make me pretty happy. That'd be a good addition to a Monday. Pickle, can I tell you about our teams of the week? Let's do it. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your week three, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Round Rock Westwood. Coming off a 1-9 season in 2021, the Warriors have stormed into 2022 with a vengeance, moving to 3-0 in the young season with a thrilling 49-42 overtime win over Bastrop. In 5A, about to talk to their coach, Dallas Conrad. The Chargers made history on Friday night, jumping out to a 40-15 halftime lead before closing out a 46-22 victory over Rice, improving to 3-0 for the first time in the program's 15-year history. In 4A, Pearsall, the Mavericks romped past San Antonio Memorial 50 to nothing on Thursday night, improving to 3-0 in the season, a remarkable feat considering the Mavs had won just four total games in the past three seasons, including a winless 2021. In 3A, Dalhart, days after a tragic death of uh, junior varsity player Yahir Cansino, the Golden Wolves earned their first win of the season with an inspired 43-35 upset win over Spearman. 
In 2A, Refurio, punching well above their weight class against a state-ranked 3A Division I Edna team. The Bobcats were not intimidated, taking the fight to the Cowboys to earn a 40-22 win and nab Coach Jason Herring's 200th victory at the helm of the program. In 1A, Whiteface, in one of the biggest upsets of the week, the Antelopes went to Turkey and stunned state-ranked Valley 64-50, improving to 2-1 on the season. And the private school ranks Waco Methodist Children's Home. Playing without three starters due to injury, the Bulldogs stunned defending state champion Wiley Prep 46-40 to earn its first win of the year. So those are your Week 3 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the teams. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. And now, let's pay some bills. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics? Location, coaching style, financial aid. There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, much more. It's a 22-page guide that covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And now, for a limited time only, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. Go to athletestoathletes.com slash Dave today download the free college recruiting guide that's athletes toathletes.com athletes athletes.com slash dave campbell or scan that qr pickle let's go to the hotline there's big things popping in dallas isd dallas pinkston's three and oh did you hear about that i did the vikings another team that's three and oh are the conrad chargers and they are three and oh for the first time in program history and on the phone line now we're pleased to be joined by the head coach of the dallas conrad chargers it's coach josh ragsdale Hello, Coach. Hey, go Chargers. <laughs> How are things in beautiful Dallas, Texas? It's beautiful today. Weather's beautiful. We got our AM practice in this morning, so uh, it's a whole lot more fun after practice when you're 3-0. Well, and, and you guys are 3-0 and for the first time in program history. And I guess my question for you is, like, can you, could I, just a, a layman, walking into that program, would I be able to sense that this is a 3-0 and program. Is there a different vibe right now within the program? Uh, yeah, oh, 100%. You know, we were worried this year. You know, we moved to first period athletics, so our kids are not used to practicing in the morning. And it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we got that first win, it got a lot easier to practice. Second win, it was a whole lot easier. After three wins, everybody was early today. Everybody was chipper at the beginning of practice. Um, it definitely makes for a better atmosphere. Uh, I, there's there's so much to break down here as far as the uh, the – the, the, your improvement is concerned and, and moving to three and zero for the first time in program history. Uh, you know, you guys have already matched your win total from their first two seasons there uh, at, uh, at at each of your first two seasons at Conrad. From your perspective, what is the biggest difference? What is it that has you guys off to this historic start? You know, prior to me being here, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was so I was removed from Dallas ISD for a few years, so I really don't know you know, what the reason for, you know, the, the non-winning was. Um, when I was hired, I was hired on a Thursday. Um, so my first day in the building was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I got to meet the team on Friday, um, and we were leaving for spring break. And so I got to talk to them for a little bit. Hey, when we get back from spring break, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm excited to get going. Uh-huh. Off season is going to be going. And we never came back because of COVID. And so never had an offseason with them. So I visited them with them for one day. Didn't get to see them again until the beginning of the next football season. Um, year two was difficult because we Dallas ISD was was mainly virtual. Um, and offseason was tough again because the kids aren't at school. You know, it's tough getting them up here for offseason. This last spring was our first true offseason with them. So things finally felt normal. Um, there was some consistency. We were working out daily. They knew our expectations. And they met those expectations. Um and so, I, you know, the big thing, I think, especially going into this year, was that offseason. Uh, first two years without, is, is it's difficult. And I'm telling you, you know, offseason and track, in my mind, are the two things that you better be doing well in order to be successful in, in football. And we weren't able to do those two things. And so we had a real good track season last year. We actually won a JV Boys District Championship in track. Um, varsity competed, and we had a great offseason. And, and our kids will tell you that's the two reasons why we're 3-0 and right now was our track season we had and our offseason. Josh Ragsdale, the head coach at Dallas Conrad here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation with hashtag TF Today. Coach, on, uh, one of the things that I notice is it seems like your defense is playing with its hair on fire right now. Um, really fantastic. Last year, you guys gave up around 26 points a game, I want to say. Uh, something around there, 22 maybe it was. This year, through three games, around nine points a game. What has been the biggest difference on the defensive side that has you guys really rolling right now? I think, number one, me stepping away and giving the defense fully to my defensive coordinator. Um, you know, when we started three years ago, I, I, I ran the defense. It's a defense, I, you know, I've run all my life and as a coordinator and, and, and hired a good young defensive coordinator to get ready to take over. Um, about midway through last year, he took over. And this year, it's been his thing, and he's better than me. He's a better coach than me. And uh, it's been fun to sit back and watch him. His name's Coach Michael McNatt. Um, you know, he's he he has the kids playing way above their um, their their level of athletic ability or their level of, of football ability. He has them believing in doing things that um, in in past those kids thought they couldn't do. And so we're very sound. Uh, we're flying to the ball. We're playing great coverage. We have three different. Uh, secondary kids with two interceptions each we have a, 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 a fourth kid that's got an interception so you know seven interceptions through three games um they're, they're being tested and, and they're winning the test and so uh, up front defensive uh, line wise Dietrich McElroy who's, who's having a breakout season he transferred us from Skeet Horn last year um got him late and so didn't get a whole lot of, of playing time last year because he was learning the defense and this year 
Um, he's just been a, a man among boys. And so he's doing a wonderful job. Um, you know, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is is trusting that defensive coordinator and saying, "Hey, it's yours, and I don't mess anything up." That's uh, <laughs> listen. I, that's the name of the game sometimes. Um, so then let me let me let's let's flip over to the offensive side. And it's hard not to to notice uh, what your quarterback's doing uh, in in Latavian Frost Howard. This is or, or Frost Harris rather. This is a a guy who is just a sophomore. Uh, was kind of uh, was kind of uh, thrust into the into into the quarterback role halfway through his freshman season last year, uh, and and he has been razor razor sharp through the first uh, three games of your season. Uh, how how much have you seen him grow, and and what is it about your QB one that that really sets him apart? You know, number one, he's just he's a competitor. Um, he's one that came to us from our middle school. We knew right away that the, the possibility of him playing as a freshman was there. We didn't want to do it, um, but it became a necessity, and we did. And he stepped right in. His first varsity uh, throw last year as a freshman was a touchdown against Bruce, and that that was good for him because it showed him, hey, I can I can do this. And and I and you know I think his best game last year, even though it was a game we didn't win. Truthfully, you watch his highlight film. His last game last year, or his best game, was against South Oak Cliff. And uh, you sit there and watch the the plays that he made. Now, granted, we dropped the we dropped the catches, um, but he got the ball where it was supposed to be. You know, he got out of the pocket when he was supposed to. He was not scared against that Sog defense last year, um, and that was a big you know grow up game for him. This year, you know, we've changed offenses. I lost my offensive coordinator. He went back to West Virginia. I think the best hire that I've probably ever made is I hired Andy Gutierrez this year from Seagullville, longtime head coach at Dallas Seagullville. We've simplified things for the quarterback, for the, the running backs. And if you look at our, our offensive production, our two running backs, our quarterback, and our receiver, that's probably got 85% of our offense. They're all sophomores. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's been neat to see them do that. It it's, speaks volumes about our future, hopefully. Um, but Andy's done a wonderful job in, in finding what we're good at. Uh, we knew going into this year, offensive line play was going to be a, a big question mark. Uh, very inexperienced, where the kids we had last year uh, started for four years on varsity. Um, and Andy's done a wonderful job with that. Once again, simplifying it and just letting the quarterback be an athlete. And there's a lot of times we're mad, like, hey, you should have made that throw. But it's hard to be too mad when he you know, tucks it and runs for 35 also. So uh, being able to run the ball and throw the ball has been been huge. You mentioned, um, you know, you mentioned coming back to, to Dallas ISD. You, you got your, your head coaching start there at Adamson back in, in the earlier part of, of last decade. Um, I'm interested in, you know, and, and you returned to, to, to DISD there in, in 2020. My question for, for you is what, what, what brings you back to Dallas ISD? Why is Dallas ISD the, the, the right place for you? Dallas has been home for me. I grew up in Dallas. I was a pleasant girl kid. Would have went to Spruce High School. My family moved when I was in high school to Forney. Um, so I've always been that that pleasant girl kid. Uh, I can still remember my days walking to, to Griff's, having a hamburger, watching Spruce play, and saying, you know, I want to do that one day. Um, and so when I got to Adamson, I was excited for that opportunity. I fell in love with Dallas. Um, you know, and just like anybody, you just wonder, I wonder what it's like, what it's like outside. And, and I did make the change. And you know, in hindsight, um, it's a good growth opportunity for me. Learned a lot. Um, and I'm excited for Dallas to give me that opportunity. I knew that if they gave me an opportunity to do it again, that I was going to seize it and I wasn't going to let go. So Dallas is my home. I enjoy it here. I love it here. Um, I didn't graduate from, from high school in Dallas, but I still consider myself a Dallas kid. And so uh, since I've been back, Dr. Salinas has been doing a wonderful job as our athletic director with the resources she's given 
you know, if you would have told me six years ago I would be at Dallas Conrad practicing on a turf field, I'd tell you you were crazy. <laughs> and, uh, our athletic department and our, our board and, and our superintendents have done a wonderful job uh, really spending resources and getting the resources that we need for athletics. Um, it's definitely noticeable if you step foot on a campus now in Dallas ISD. So now it's on to the next one, Coach. You guys are 3-0 and for the first time in program history. You can be 4-0 and for the first time in program history. But it's going to take uh, you guys taking on Samuel this week uh, in your final non-district tune-up. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan here on, on the air, but when you take a look at what you're up against with, uh, with, with Samuel, uh, what are you guys going to see uh, this uh, coming up this week against the Spartans? We're, we're going to see athletes. We're going to see guys, you know, across the field that, that run well and that play hard. Um, you know, Coach Pierce has been there for a long time, and Coach Pierce's standard has not changed. Um, you know, they, they do get after it. Special teams, they get after it. Um, you know, but we do too. And so that's the neat part is our kids for the first time in a while, you know, are walking around with a little bit of, you know, get up in their in their, in their their step thinking, okay, we, we can play with these guys. And, and that's the thing about our, our young guys. You give them a little confidence, there's no telling what they can do. And uh, our kids are positive. Uh, but at the same time, the thing I've been most proud about them is we, we, we talk about we fear nobody, but we, we respect everybody. If our guys do respect Samuel, um, we, we've seen them play very well against uh, a poly team this year that they beat up on. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen them play not so well against another team. And we're going to treat them like the team we saw against Polly. And uh, we're going to respect that. And, and our kids are, are ready for the challenge. We, we talk every week, want to know, want to know, want to know. And I know it's cliche for a coach to, to say that, but our kids have really bought into that. I screwed up this morning. I said something about being 3-0, and and they corrected me real quick. <laughs> no, coach, we're not. We're 1-0. and <laughs> And then one of them corrected him and said, no, we're 0-0. We're trying to go 1-0. So, uh, you know, they got to correct the coaches sometimes too. But it, it's the, – the, the team that we're about to play, um, Samuel can, can if once and if they get things going together, um, they they could they could be pretty good. And so we're hoping that they wait another week to do that. We're hoping for this week that uh, we're able to take advantage of some of the mistakes they've been making. And and I know Coach Pierce knows us, and so he's going to find out every mistake we made because that's what he's good at. And he's going to try to exploit that. So. We've got to do a good job of coaching this week. He's Josh Ragsdale. He's the first man in history to take Dallas Conrad to 3-0. Uh, he's the second winningest coach in Conrad history. Uh, coach, appreciate your time. Please tell Mrs. Ragsdale that we said hello. And, uh, you know it. And go get it after him this week. Thank you so much, guys. There he goes. Josh Ragsdale, head coach of the Dallas Conrad Chargers on Texas football today. You know, this is, this is for me, mm-hmm. what we just did there. That is, if you if you were to ask me, what is the ethos of our show? What is the yes. purpose of our show? It is to spotlight stories like that. Oh yeah, where they're three and zero for the first time ever. And look, am I picking Dallas Conrad to win the state championship? Absolutely not. No, not at this moment. Prove me wrong. But what I would say is, like that is what they've done. There is such a victory and mm-hmm. such an accomplishment. And we we they deserve to be to be celebrated, yeah, and like I think that's said, that's a great opportunity. The kids are excited to go to practice now. They've got a pep in their step. Yes. Like that's the coolest thing that you can ask for. Absolutely. So we appreciate. And by the way, you know he mentioned it. Steve Pierce is is an OG at 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 Samuel. He's been there a long time. I think I'm going to pick Conrad this week. I like it. So there you go. And then they get, and then they open district with Wilson. If you really want to send a yeah. go beat Woodrow. Anyway, appreciate 
Josh Ragsdale hopping on with us. We're Texas Football today. We're here every week to, weekday at noon at texasfootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Oh, Pickle. Yes. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas, and the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most outstanding high school football player in the state of Texas each week. Every week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced here on TexasFootball.com shortly thereafter. Some monster performances this week. For the up for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award. Let's get to the nominees. Alvarado running back Jaden Bridgewater carried the ball 42 times for 324 yards and five touchdowns on the ground for the Indians. El Paso America's defensive back Mario Holguin, okay, eight tackles, a fumble recovery, three interceptions. They return one of those interceptions for a touchdown. Dallas Lincoln quarterback Byron Eaton Jr. 426 yards and five touchdowns passing, and he ran for another 108 yards. It's a cool 534 yards total offense. Jeez. Lynn Pass's quarterback, David Flores, decided to throw for 473 yards and seven touchdowns and added 52 more yards on the ground. Centerville running back and linebacker Paxton Hancock, 299 yards and five touchdowns rushing, 30 yards passing. He had eight tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack. What about Seminole quarterback Blake Flowers, 424 yards and six touchdowns passing. He also ran for a touchdown. Fulcher running back Davion Godley. They keep doing this. Their offense is out of control. Their offense only scored like 56 points this week, and their scoring average dropped. Anyway, Davion Godley ran for 233 yards and two touchdowns rushing. He also had four catches for 75 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Hampshire finette athlete Deontay Zeno. Again, I don't want to tell you what to do, but the next couple are are out of control. Mm -hmm. 148 yards and four touchdowns rushing. 111 yards and a touchdown passing. Three catches for 60 yards receiving and 11 tackles. Goodness. But wait, I bring you panhandle athlete Landon Hack. 295 yards and five touchdowns rushing. 152 yards and three touchdowns passing. Seven tackles and a pick six. And he kicked five PATs. Good. Again, I don't want to tell you how to vote. Falfier, finally, Falfieria's athlete, Jamarcus Jones. 109 yards, two touchdowns passing. Three catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns receiving. And he had 100 yards rushing. He went 100, 100, 100. That seems good. That There's gotta be, seems that's got to be a limited number of people who have ever We're gone 100, 100, 100. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> a triple-double in basketball, you know? That's a triple Except, triple. like, harder. Yeah. Because, like, if you're catching the ball, you're usually not throwing it. Throwing it. it. Anyway, Jamarcus Jones That's from Falfurious. There they are, your week three Mr. Texas Football nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. <clears throat> All right, Pickle. Just one thing left to do. Rankings season. Dave Cable's Texas Football is the associate and the Associated Press are proud to unveil their week four Texas High School Football State Rankings. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football has been the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019, something we're very proud of. And so these are really the Texas high school football rankings of record. Let's start in the biggest classification. Class 6A, where there's a few changes in the top 10. The top six are entirely unchanged. Westlake holds on to their number one spot over Galena Park North Shore, but that gap is closing. And elsewhere, but there are three new entries into the top 10. Four new entries, I should say. Three, no. El Multasquecid is up four spots to, or three spots to number seven with their win over Liberty out of Nevada. <clears throat> Then there is uh, Sybil of Seal is in to up to up five spots with their win over Hutto to number eight. Allen is up 14 spots with their big win over Arlington Martin. They're up to number nine. Highland Park cracks the top 10 in 6A with their win over Lake Highlands. To the back half of the rankings, Arlington Martin drops to number 11 after their loss. Uh, DeSoto up two spots with their win over South Oak Cliff. San Antonio Brennan uh, is uh, remains the same there at 14. Uh, Spring Westfield drops from 7 to 15 with their loss to Galena Park North Shore. Rockwall tumbles from number 11, 21 to number 8 with their loss to or number 8 to number 21, I should say, uh, with their loss to Prosper. New to the rankings, the Woodlands back into the rankings with their win over Conroe Oak Ridge to move to 2-1. and one. Out of the rankings, number 22, Temple, who lost to College Station. To 5A Division One, we go where there are some new faces here. <clears throat> uh, Longview remains number one, but out, uh, but dropping uh, with Frisco Lone Stars lost to Frisco Reedy, drops them all the way to number nine, right behind newly ranked Frisco Reedy at number eight. The top five now, Longview, Mansfield, Timberview, Port Arthur Memorial, who rose three spots despite being idle, Denton Ryan at four, and College Station at five. Richmond Foster jumps up four spots to number six. Alito back into the rankings with their win over Justin Northwest. We mentioned Frisco Reedy. Amarillo Chascoso loses by a point to 6A Permian. We keep them in the top 10 at number 10. Out of the rankings, number three, A&M Consolidated crashes out with their loss to Lufkin, as does number eight, Lancaster, with their loss to Denton Geyer. 5A Division 2 we go. 5A Division 2, top two unchanged. Argonne, Wichita Falls, Ryder. Liberty Hill up a spot to number four. Fort Penn Marshall up a spot to number five, or four rather. Uh, uh, Texas High up two spots uh, to number five. Colorado Heritage up three spots to number six. Into the rankings for the first time, the Midlothian Heritage Panthers. They're back up into the rankings at number seven with their win over Waco La Vega. Grapevine, by losing to Argyle in a relatively competitive affair, they drop from number eight to number or six to number eight. And two newbies into the rankings. Number nine, Montgomery Lake Creek is three and oh. They are number nine in the state. And Port Natchez Groves is number ten. Out of the rankings, number three, Lovejoy, who lost this week for the uh, to drop to one and two. Number eight, South Oak Cliff at 0-3 is out of the rankings now, as is number 10, Austin LBJ, who lost to Dallas Parish Episcopal. To 4A we go. 4A Division One. The top six entirely unchanged. Stephenville, China Spring, Salina, Cal Allen, Bernie, and Anna, all winners all remain the same. Little Cypress, Mauriceville up a spot to number, uh, to number uh, seven. Two new teams into the rankings. Number eight, Lumberton into the rankings of their win over Nacogdoches. Number nine, Beville Jones at three and zero. They are up to number nine with their win. Dumas remains the same at number at number ten by surviving a scare from Perryton out of the rankings. Number seven, Navasota drop, drops out as does number nine, Waco La Vega. To 4A Division Two we go, where a lot more chalky. 
Everyone won with the exception of number four West Orange Stark, who crashes out of the rankings as a result. It's hard to stay in these rankings. Mm-hmm. This is real. This is. The, I mean, there's a couple of other places, five A Division two, where you can have a couple losses and stay ranked. Not in four A Division one. Uh, almost entirely unchanged. Quero up a spot to number four. Pleasant Grove up a spot to number five. Wimberley, Glenrose, Silsby, and Belleville all up a spot uh, to number six through nine, respectively. Mac into the rankings now. Number ten, Waco Connolly, unbeaten three and zero. They're win over Cameron Yo gets them into the top 10. To 3A we go. 3A Division 1. Number 3, Brock is out. Out of the rankings after dropping to 0-3. By our, from our perspective, it's hard to keep a team that's 0-3 ranked even as, good as their, uh, even as good as their schedule has been. Also out of the rankings is number 8, Edna, who lost to Refurio. Uh, Franklin, Mount Vernon uh, at the top 2. Lorena up a spot. Columbus up a spot. Grandview up a spot, and Malakoff all up a spot. Shallowwater up a pair of spots, as is Bushland at number 7 and number 8, respectively. New to the rankings, number 9, the Buckaroos of Breckenridge are 3-0 with their win over Cisco. Great win for them. And into the rankings for the first time, the number 10 Bramas of Hallettsville, who get a big win over Van Vleck. They move to 3-0. 3A Division 2 now. Boy, chaos. Okay. Yeah. So Gunner wins. They say number one. Holiday wins. They move, They beat Idaloo. That vaults them to number two. Newton beats Jasper. Impressive win. That vaults them from number five to number three. West Rusk beats Mineola. Impressively. That vaults them from number seven to number four. Into the rankings for the first time at number five is Rogers at three and zero, a very impressive win over Troy. Bells up to number six uh, uh, from unranked to number six. Canadian loses in overtime to Elk City, Oklahoma, thirty-seven to thirty-six. That drops them from number four to number seven. Two consecutive losses for the Wildcats. Henrietta new newly ranked at number eight at three and zero. Poth drops from number six to number nine with their loss to Shiner by one point. And Dangerfield drops from number. Uh, Two to all the way to number 10, but hang on to their spot in the rankings at number 10. Out of the rankings, number 8, DeKalb, number 9, New Waverly, and number 10, Idaloo. Chaos in 3A Division 2. To 2A Division 1, where there's almost no chaos. The only change here is Cisco's loss to Breckenridge drops them from number 6 to number 8. They are punching up a classification and play them very competitively, so they remain in the rankings. Everything else entirely the same. Top 5. Timpson, Holly, Crawford, Shiner, and Coleman. Refurio at number 6 up a spot uh, with their win over Edna. To 2A Division 2 we go. 2A Division 2, a little bit of chaos here. Uh, number 2, Munster uh, uh, loses to Winthorse. I believe. Or no, they beat Winthorst. That seems wrong. I need to change that. Uh, they beat Winthorst, so they are up to number... They're back into the rankings at number six. Uh, Albany, Mart, Burton, Wellington, Wink, your top five. Uh, Santo into the rankings for the first time at number nine, and Bremont into the rankings at number ten. To the six-man ranks, 1A Division One, one through nine, entirely unchanged. Westbrook, Abbott, and May are your top three. Out of the rankings, number 10, Turkey Valley, making way for the 3-0 Ira Bulldogs, who get a big win over Jayton, very impressively, 55-33. To 1A Division Two, we go, where there's a few different changes here. Uh, number five, Whit Harrell crashes out with their loss last week, as does number eight, Klondike. They lost to Lorraine. Lorraine moves up two spot, three spots with their win over Lorraine. Uh, Oakwood up to number five. Benjamin, Richland Springs, Balmeray, Cherokee, and, and Oakwood are your top five. New to the rankings. Number nine, Sanderson. Sanderson, that's a 
Name we have not heard in a long time. They are 3-0, and they were up to the number 9 spot in the rankings. And new to the rankings, I think maybe ranked for the first time ever, the Bobcats of Bluffdale are the number 10 team in 1A Division II. Their win over Sydney, they moved to 3-0. and The private school ranks... In the 11-man ranks, number four, Fort Ben Christian crashes out. That makes room for number for the new number five. That is Epis- Episcopal School of Dallas. Episcopal School of Dallas, the new number five team in the six-man, or rather the 11-man private school ranks. Houston St. Thomas up a spot with their win over Fort Worth. Nolan, top three unchanged. Parish Episcopal, Dallas Christian, and Austin Regents. And in the six-man ranks, a little bit of chaos here. Number two, Austin Veritas loses to Pasadena for First Baptist. They crash out of the rankings. First Baptist, Plano Coram Deo, up two spots. Fourth Covenant Classical, uh, uh, you know, is, was idle. They remain at number four. New to the rankings at number five, Lantana Harvest Christian at 2-0. Big win over Greenville Christian. So there you are. Your week four, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings. You can find those at texasfootball.com. Slash rankings. We had some debate about a number of teams. Brock mm-hmm. is one of them, right? Yeah. I think Brock's really good, but they're also 0-3. And so it's hard to justify having an 0-3 team ranked, plain mm-hmm. and simple. Um, so that's, you know, they're still on our radar. wouldn't forget about them, but it's, it's just hard to keep a team like that ranked. Um, and then there's the thing that's really important to remember is that there's different classifications. I think it's harder to be in the top 10 than other classifications. Mm-hmm. 5A Division two. Kind of seems like if you can fog a mirror right now, you can be ranked. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's so much chaos going on in 5A Division Two, But 4A Division Two, everyone's winning. Everyone's got a great record. All these all these teams that look impressive there. So it's 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 a little bit of art and a little bit of science right now here in week four. So there they go. Your DCTF AP Texas High School Football Rankings. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, just wanted to point out some of Craven has a ton of college football recap content he out was in right Austin now for the Alabama game. Yeah, so there are a ton of a ton of stuff between the four one one and the recap episode. So I just wanted to point that out one more time because if you're going to get all your college football recap stuff, um, today's the day to do it. Yes. So there you go. It's all there. TexasFootball.com. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com. I take it back. Don't go read the college football stuff. (laughs) Keep putting this on the ground. Thanks again to Dallas Conrad, head coach Josh Ragsdale for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy, which was so rudely put on the floor. (sighs) Stinking college people. See you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.